This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The best way to give someone a gift they'll never forget is to give a gift they'll always use. American Giant makes clothes that just keep getting better with age, like their iconic full-zip hoodie that's designed to last for decades. And a gift they'll wear for years is a gift that keeps on giving. But American Giant makes a lot more than just hoodies. They have impossibly comfy sweaters, classic t-shirts, soft, structured sweatpants, even classic everyday denim, all made right here in the USA, with a quality you'll have to feel to believe. Be a gift-giving giant this holiday season at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code GRATEFULAG23. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code GRATEFULAG23. Two wins on the spin, two new signings and a new contract. It was all going pretty well for Preston North End ahead of Saturday. Then Norwich City showed up at Deepdale. Stick with us, we'll look back on it here. Good morning, mate. Good morning, how are you? Yeah, good. You were driven to having a drink on Saturday, I believe. Well, absolutely, after watching that. Um... Yeah, there was no alternative but to hit the bottle up, I don't think. So, yeah, I had to have a drink, I think. Uh, did you have a drink? Only a couple, yeah. Went for some food afterwards. But, yeah. Well, you can go... You can There's go more to life than football, time. but that was just like, wow. Well, yeah. Well, you can either go into a dark room and completely shut yourself off, um, or you can try and keep yourself occupied and try not to think about it. Um, and I prefer to do the latter. Yeah. It had actually been a reasonably positive week heading into the game. You know, I know it, people were saying it was short, short-term short signings and things, but which I kind of agree with, but we did need some bodies in. And the two players Preston got were met with a pretty decent reception. You know, quite exciting young lads from Premier League clubs. And then Evans gets his new deal and you, you go into deep down on Saturday thinking, right, come on, the result would give everyone a lift here. But what on earth happened? Yeah, it's just typical North End, essentially, isn't it? One step forward, two steps back. Uh, we won at Deepdale on the Saturday against Huddersfield in the Cup, and you you sort of thought, could that give us a little bit of confidence at home? And then, obviously, you have a decent week. Um, to, and the club managed to keep under wraps that Evans had picked up a, a little bit of a knock and would be available at the weekend and we lost Reese. Um and, and, but then they acted quickly, proactively, went out and got a couple of exciting loans. Um and then you're thinking, 
This is a good opportunity to go and beat Norwich, who weren't in the best of form. I know they've just appointed David Wagner there. But uh, was it they haven't won in nine or something before that? Something. Oh, yeah. Lines? They were on a they're on a really bad run. Yeah. Um, and then you go and throw in a performance like that. It wasn't even the performance, really, uh, that really... Um, uh, that really made me angry, really. Uh, it it was the manner in which we got beat. I thought the tactics to start with were about as poor as it could have been, to be totally honest. I, I was saying at half-time to a few lads uh, on, the concur- on, the, on the concourse, completely bemused and, and perplexed, that had you... Uh, that had you come up with a plan to completely sabotage you uh, without t- taking the complete mick, like putting an outfield player in there, then you'd, you'd come up with tactics a little bit like that, I thought. Um, I was completely dumbfounded by it. You know, you had a Bambot right back who had done really well uh, in the weeks leading up to it. In that right, in that right-sided role um, of a back five, and then you had these sort of flaps. I don't know what they were. They were like flankers in Brown and Johnson either side, who were doing nothing really, um, and they were in no man's land. Uh, and I found that really hard to sort of take when you know, we had a midfield of McCann, Ledson, and Woodburn, and. You've got arguably your better two central midfielders in Johnson and Brown in this sort of surplus role. Um, and no wonder the midfield were bypassed. We got absolutely spanked in that first half. And to be, all, and, uh, and to be honest, I was stunned to see uh, that not a great deal changed in the second period. Um, it was about as poor as it's been at Deepdale for as long as I can remember, to be totally honest. Yeah. The, con- uh, the confusion started at two o'clock, didn't it, when the team came in and you know everyone tries to work out who's playing where. And usually it's quite easy or you can have a good guess. I had no idea because Diaby could have been a central centre-back, right centre-back. You had Diaby and Story. You didn't have Brady or Fernandez. You had Brown and four players who you'd say were best in a back three. And I was just like, what on earth are we going to... I think I decided it was going to be something like Diaby, Story, Lindsay, and obviously moving Lindsay there, but you've got three players who prefer playing in the back three, and then Hughes maybe at left wing back, but it was just like you mentioned Johnson and Brown. I just didn't understand what it was, what it was meant to be. Yeah, uh, and those two players have come up under sort of scrutiny, haven't they? Uh, Because they were clearly not in the game at all, but you've got to have some sort of sympathy for them. Like, what on earth were they tasked in doing? Um, it was perplexing. And you're absolutely spot on um, in the fact that um, you're scratching your head at 2pm. Uh, but even at that time, never could you have imagined that Bambo would be at right back and they'd be playing a back four. You know, the most conceivable sort of method would be uh, Hughes at left wing back, Brown at right wing back, and then, and then like you said, the three of... Um, uh, of Lindsay's story and Bambo. Uh, but yeah, he just yeah. got it horribly wrong. And look, it happens, doesn't it? Um, but it would have been nice to see him just come out in the press after and say, look, hands up. Um, I've had an absolute nightmare today. Um, and uh, and you can bet your bottom dollar that, um, you know, I'll be working on to put it right next weekend. 
Uh, but as it happened, it, it sort of came out with a lot of nonsense about how he thought uh, it wasn't really the shape. And then he's made a couple of changes after half an hour with 3-0 down. It, of course it was the shape, Ryan. You are... You, you tried to change it after half an hour when we were three zip down. Um, anyway, it's one of them, isn't it? Uh, it was it was about as bad as it could have possibly been. Yeah. Diaby's come on at right wing back and he's sprint up and down, sprinted up and down that right. But he's not... He just doesn't seem equipped to do that for 90 minutes. He's a massive presence who just finally looked like he'd got a bit of confidence in his game at right centre-back and then... You know, he's ballooning crosses out from the byline and you're just thinking, oh, we, we did all right against Huddersfield. You know, Mikey was up top. Surely the only thing that really needed to change was that. Absolutely. It's worth note, obviously, uh, that Norwich, um, I know they're not in the greatest nick at the moment, but, you know, like I said on last week's pod, they don't sort of turn into a bad team overnight. Um, so they've got some quality players, but uh, yeah, um, I completely agree. I didn't imagine there'd be too many changes from the Huddersfield game. Really, I certainly didn't expect him to go away from his back five. Um, so yeah, he just got it badly wrong, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bambo, he looked he looked sort of okay in those cameos that he came off the bench and and he just flung him out on the wing. But that was when we were chasing a game usually. Um, or trying to score, you don't want that from ninety minutes. He was, uh, he looked like a lost puppy out there, really. Yeah, it's like he brought story back in, but felt Diaby deserved to stay in, but then just didn't do him any favors or the player. Oh, yeah, just... the play. Yeah, you're right. The play really was to leave story out, I think, and keep the back five as it were. Um, but such is life. Yeah, the one. Positive from the day I thought was Liam Delap. I thought he looked pretty sharp. Yeah, too far. I thought I thought they both looked pretty decent. Delap, the highlight. Uh, I agree. Um, it reminded me a little bit of Reese actually. Uh, direct running uh, at defenders, trying to get him behind. Uh, they both yeah, were scored really. Yeah, yeah. They both had really good chances really to score. <laughs> Cannon obviously one on one in the second half, but he gets it. He gets it on a plate from Tim Krul in the first half as well yeah. uh, that he could have done better with. Um, and then Delaps had his opportunity that, that again, he could, have, he could have maybe taken it around the keeper. But yeah, they look like promising players, don't they? Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm quite sure that they'll be useful to us uh, between now and the, and the end of the season. Yeah, I thought Delap brought more out of Cannon. I thought Cannon up top on his own and look, it's his first game in. The championship, he's going to take a bit of time, but I thought they were better together than when Cannon was up there on his own. But he, he's had no real support, did he? Other than that first, yeah, 10, first thought, ten minutes. Yeah, I thought. Um, I, I didn't think it helped that we kept going long to him against the experienced, strong Grant Hanley. Um, yeah. Again, uh, not ideal tactically, but um, yeah, um, I agree. Actually, that they'll both be better with uh, with the two up front, and maybe even Evans up top with them to try and. Uh, you know, try and rough up the defenders for them to get in behind and, and link up players, stuff like that. But yeah, Delap and Cannon look pretty decent, yeah. Hmm. This will be traumatic, but let's go through the goals. First two are well taken, but it's a mess how it ends up at both of the feet, isn't it? Shambolic. Um, yeah. 
I'll be honest, I always, I'll like, I always like to go back and watch because I don't it's not always. Yeah, I know you don't, but it's not always as you imagined it. But it was messy that. Yeah, I I tried to go. I, I tried to go back during the game, uh, like when we were one 0 down. I tried to go back to watch it back in my head. Yeah, um, and, and I just remember it being a complete mess, just a scramble in the box, not getting the ball away, and then once it's at Pookie's feet, he's always going to smash it home. Uh, and then the the second one's a, a great strike, but again, just utterly appalling defending. Um, you can just, see Pookie for the first; he's literally just circulating in the box because he knows no, nobody knows where he is. And then lo and behold, bang, it's in the top corner. But he's I know he's not been on a great run, but you can't let somebody like that just just walk around your box and wait for a chance. Nah, he's, a, he's, a, he's an absolute machine when it, when it comes to putting the ball in the back of the net. He's a predator. Um, he's got a great record, especially at championship level. Um, and he's always going to put them chances away. Christ, I'd have scored that. Um, <laughs> both of them, probably. Both of his goals. Yeah, um... Not good. We were absolutely wide open, weren't we, for like 80 minutes in the middle, at the back, you know, a few times Fernandez was the only bloody person in our own third and it was like, what on earth is going on? Yeah, every time Norwich had the ball they look like in scoring. our half, they looked like they are going to score. <laughs> um, you did. And then when it came to, uh, to Puki against Alvaro, as good as I rate Alvaro, I think he's a good player. He was always going to end up in the net. An experienced defender against quality, experienced championship striker. He was always going to be four. Uh, but yeah, and the midfield more or less got bypassed all game. Uh, we uh, we didn't manage to get a foothold in that whatsoever. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was troubling. Mm. I've no idea what was going on for the third goal. I know they're all they're all bad goals to concede, but. That was like slow torture. You just, you knew what was going to happen as soon as it got played through to Pookie. Dowell stood there with an empty net with nobody anywhere near him. <laughs> I know. If you didn't laugh, you'd cry, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and it obviously sparked... Uh, you know, what was it like in the stands? The was it, was it? Uh, well, the town end obviously is a little bit more uh, vocal than the Invincibles uh, where, mm-hmm. I, uh, where I sit, but... Uh, yeah, the town were absolutely seething. They were, uh, they were all up on their feet, uh, berating and you know trying to cajole. But we just never got going from ball one, did we? Really? What did you make of Woodburn and McCann? I wouldn't have taken McCann off. I don't think uh, I would. Was that sort of play you saw in the midfield? Yeah, uh, and that sort of presence, just trying to cover every every blade of grass, really, a tireless runner. Um, so. Uh, I would have taken him off, and obviously his record when he's in the team is uh, really good. But having said that, when you're uh, when you're trying to come back from a three-goal, you know, a deficit, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, but I thought that that was the perfect opportunity to get Brown and Johnson in the middle of the park, and then it still took a while for them to get in the middle of the park. It was it was odd. Um, yeah, Wood Woodburn can have no complaints really. Uh, I'd have uh, I'd have hoped him. I wouldn't have started with him to be honest, but um, yeah, yeah, McCann could feel aggrieved. I think 
I don't think he was overly impressed uh, when no. his number was uh, was brandished. Seem like if you're a manager there, the two lads that would be easy to take off. Do you think? As in, quite possibly. That's not going to yeah. upset the dressing room. They're probably not going to kick off. Yeah, quiet lads. Yeah, true. And the thing is with those as well, and those changes, he sent he sent the two lads who came on to warm up a couple of minutes before uh, before they scored the third. Um, probably because he knew like, it was coming. Getting, well, yeah, they were getting and they were getting ready to more or less make the change straight away, and then he said, "Just yeah. go warm up for a couple of minutes," and then the ball's in in our net again. You know, at, at sort of two 0 it's not it's not that much of a crisis. It's game over at three. Um, and again, that was just, what are you doing? Get these players on the pitch. It's it's quite clear you need to make a change. But, um, yeah, too late with these subs and uh, and the balls in the back of the net. It was it was a catastrophe, really. It was a sitcom. Yeah. If you, were, if you, didn't, if you didn't know that this thing was real, you'd think it was a sitcom. The one thing everybody needed uh, this morning to cheer them up was seeing Ben Whiteman get linked to Watford. He yeah, was missed well, on Saturday, wasn't he? You know, for anyone he, that questions how important he is, you just thought, wow, if only he was there to just get some kind of grip of this game. I think Evans was missed as well. You needed somebody to just sort everyone out on the pitch. Yeah, it 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 just highlighted Ledson's... Uh, limitations really um, Whiteman's got uh, quite a bit of unnecessary flack on on Twitter especially I don't necessarily go on the forum or Facebook or um, or online but um, yeah he's got he's got unnecessary stick when he plays well we play well uh, and it'd be a massive loss if he went to Watford we tend to pride ourselves on how strong our midfield is but all of a sudden if you lose Whiteman uh, and then the uncertain f- future of Johnson and Brown. You've got Woodburn and, and Ledson there. It's um, it all of a sudden gets quite bleak. Um, so yeah, that'd be a nightmare if you went to Watford. To be honest, what did you make of Ledson after the game? His comments. I think I'll just read it for anyone who, who missed it on set. The telling line was well, he's obviously slagged the performance off but said one step forward two steps back I've been here five years now and it seems exactly the same which is pretty uh, telling really from that to come inside the camp isn't it yeah you're never going to um, you're never going to be exactly overjoyed after a defeat are you um, and you'd like to think that some strong words are spoken in the dressing room afterwards uh, but just on that yeah and this season uh, it wouldn't be the one where you'd be kicking yourself that we've not made the playoffs. There's been a couple of years, especially under Neil, when we're at the height of our powers. We really ought to have been in the playoffs, really. Um, but yeah, I, c- I can understand why he'd be uh, annoyed. But just on that as well, he's complicit in it, really. Um, he got a new deal. Was it deserved? I'm not sure I'd have given him a new deal, really. Um, he's got his... He's got... He brings a good assets to the table, but um, I just think when he... It was a prime example the other night. You know, we've had Whiteman and Pearson um, in recent years, uh, and you just see the gulf between those players and him. Um, 
I just think it's uh, yeah, it's tough. Um, and he's right. He's right to be uh, frustrated. Everyone's going to be frustrated, aren't they? Uh, with that, uh, no surprise. He's come out without the press, really. Mm. With a result like that and performance, people are going to bring wider arguments about the club and everything. I think we've both had our say and in pieces and on podcasts. But was it just getting it massively wrong on the day? That was the main take, really. Yeah, I mean, we'd all like more and more money uh, off the owners and. Uh, and a lot of people have got uh, issues with Peter Isdale, but ultimately those guys don't come up with the plan and they don't put the team on the pitch. Um, so, yeah, it it's all on low, uh, uh, in my opinion, that, uh, that on Saturday. Uh, he just got it hopelessly wrong. And look, it happens. Um, we might go to Birmingham and it might be, you know, it might be completely different and we might get a good result. But, uh, but yeah, Norwich was, um, it was all on low. They seem miles above us in terms of level, but we beat them away from home, didn't we? We did. Months ago. We did. It was a great day out. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure how we did, but we did, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just better away from home, aren't we? Yeah, for sure. I saw a rather depressing picture of the fan zone after the game. I'm sure nobody's going to go in there and, and lap it up, but... Have you been in there as a fan or not? What's it like? I haven't, no. Have I haven't. You? No. Um, yeah, the whole idea, it doesn't really appeal to me, really, um, a tent on the car park of the ground. I'd rather, if I was going for uh, a pre-match pint, it would be in a proper pub, really. Mm. Um, I don't really like drinking out of plastic glasses. Um, so, yeah, the whole thing's just not for me. And the music wouldn't be for me either, really. Blasted out. I was walking to the ground and they were playing the Proclaimers <laughs> miles pre-kickoff. It's not really my gig, but um, I can totally understand why people do go in. So, but nobody's going to go in after that drumming, are they? No. Um, it just looked like a bloody absolutely state. <laughs> yeah. You might, oh, we might win a game at Deepdale um, and there might be hordes of people in there. Might be going off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I get the band back. Um, but yeah, Pro- proclaimers don't get you up for a Saturday game, does it? <laughs> I always scratch my head actually when I walk past with the music that's being played. It's normally Mr. Brightside by the Killers, to be fair. Someone absolutely, uh, that's like Pop much. World, it's not football music, right? Is it? It's better than 5,000 Miles, put it that way. True, yeah, but, um, yeah, no, it won't be for me the fan zone, really, so, unless they got it right, <laughs> like in a building with proper glasses. The home form isn't getting better, is it? It's getting worse, actually, before it gets better. It's a complete mess. You can't underestimate just how much of a mess this is, genuinely. Um, and the home supporters are being served up relegation stuff at the moment. Exactly. 21st, I think, but Blackpool and one of the team who are below us in the home form table have played one game less. So if they were to pick up a point, we'd actually be like, Second bottom in the home form table. Yeah, exactly. You can't really make it up after those season tickets. We've said it before on here, but it's a joke, isn't it? It it is a sick joke. Yeah. Um, I just can't understand it, and neither can Ryan Lowe, which is the most damning thing, which is the most sort of concerning thing. Um, 
it has to change, otherwise he will lose his job as a result of it. Make no mistake. Uh, the whole fall's got to be a bread and butter because more supporters are coming to see it. You know, they must look at the away uh, the away results and scratch their head, really, and think, how on earth are they getting these results away from home when I'm watching this garbage at home? <laughs> so I know numerous people who, who aren't going on the Tottenham game and thinking, and you just can't be subjected to any more home performances. And, and then they've already paid for, so they're not willing to part with the money to go on Tottenham. I don't blame them whatsoever. It's absolutely atrocious. If it's away, people would be, you know, and they'd be going in the droves. But Christ, it, I do know at the moment is come and help yourself. Um, yeah, and it's like never a, been it's like that buffet, in our lifetimes. Yeah. It's never been like that in our lifetimes. I notice people say uh, it's the worst home force is Darren Ferguson. Well, at least those games were ending 9-8. You know? <laughs> That's, yeah, that crossed my mind the other day. You can take, was, get, you can take conceding four if you've had a real go and you lose an arrow. you scored three, three yeah. or scored two, you sort of... You sort of could take it and think, well, at least I got my money's worth. But this is absolutely atrocious stuff being served up. So people yeah. are rightly getting annoyed. Eight um, goals, is it? At home? Something like that? Something like that. Put a field game away. In twice in twice the amount of games as well. So like, yeah. like turning up, not scoring. So the opposition tends to win. It's just not a happy hobby, is it, at the moment, going on North End at home? If you had a season ticket to watch North End at home, week in, week out, and you'd just left the away games... You'd have lit a fire and you're thinking, try to just, just toss it on there. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I'm not sure you'd go back after Saturday. I'm really, it did cross really my mind it. as Norwich were actively taking the piss that Tottenham were going to be here in 12 days. If, yeah. Imagine Son and Kulosevsky with that space. It literally... It could be like 10, 10 nil. No, I don't think it will be 10 nil. You'd like to think they'll give everything they've got and give a good account of themselves, but Oh yeah, I mean like it's that. on the TV and they put themselves in the in the shop window, but yeah, uh, uh it's a worrying thought. I mean said that Spurs are quite limited at the moment, but <laughs> you know, it's been limited against Arsenal, uh, it's been limited against Norwich. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a big contrast there, isn't there? Um, um but yeah, they'll be looking at that game and thinking a little bit of light relief for us. Come to detail and uh, do what everyone else does and win. Interesting, isn't it? I, th- I was thinking on uh, Saturday, was it like 2020 when Middlesbrough and Reading came and won 2-0 in the space of a few days around New Year? And it feels like we've been rubbish at home ever since then. Not this bad. This is like rank bad, but never really recovered from that time, I feel. Can't really... I think you could count on one hand the good performances which we've seen at home. Which is really bizarre because before that, especially in our lifetime, yeah. Deepdale's been a place where few opposition turn up and won, especially not winning in the manner that other teams are winning in nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, it's a free-for-all. Uh, it's and it's a disadvantage, isn't it? It is. Playing at home has got to be an advantage. It's got to be your bread and butter. Um yeah. He's got to find a solution quick because this is getting embarrassing. Uh, well, trade tickets have been a joke, haven't they? They've not come out yet. Or oh, they might be out now on the Monday of the week, the week commencing. Uh, so I imagine it'll be on train. Um, 
I like Birmingham. It's a good place to have a drink in it. So we'll um, yeah, superb. Yeah, yeah, we'll be up train, get in for about eleven o'clock, a few scoops, then get over to the ground and see what see what garbage was served up there. As with Preston, you wouldn't rule them out going and nicking a one 0 would you? But um, no surprise whatsoever, would it? No. Cheers, mate. Not the uh, not the most positive episode ever, but we've had a uh, we've had a good chat. Aye. All the best. Speak soon. See you later. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.